hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour as part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's NewOrleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans. And this is Happy Hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleanians in a bar. Today we are sitting in a bar called Wayfair on Ferret Street, which is not just a bar, it's also a restaurant, by the way. Did you happen to know that, Christopher? I did notice that. Thank you very much. Tomahawk, did you know that? I did notice that. Wayne? Someone briefed me. Robert? It smells good. It does, doesn't it? And Adrian? Yep. Hello. Okay, so Adrian, you have to lean in and talk into the microphone and say yep again. Ah, fantastic. We almost heard that. So Wafer is a restaurant and a bar that serves handcrafted food and spirits and a whole, with a whole new menu and a radically new happy hour that starts at 3 o'clock every day. If you guys like to start drinking at 3 o'clock, you can drink for half price. From 3 to 6 and get half price food here as well at Wafer on Ferret Street in Uptown New Orleans. Now, as you probably... Oh, let me tell you something about Uber before we go any further. Mm. You, do you guys have the Uber app? I used it to get here. I used it to get here, too. You did? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, what a drag, because I've got a good deal for you if you didn't have the app. <laughs> Wayne, do you have the app? I, yeah, I, my you car's in the shop. Your car's in the shop, mm-hmm. so you know all about it. Robert, do you have the Uber app? I do, but I, don't, I, don't, I haven't used it before. You've never used it? Sounds it? Great. Adrian, do you have it? I don't have it. You don't have it. You're the only person who can use this information now. <laughs> if you download the Uber app, go to the, either the Play Google Play Store or the, you know, the App Store and download the Uber app and put... Happy Hour NOLA in the coupon code, you get $20 for a first free ride from Uber. So how about that for an idea? Pretty good, okay? And that goes for you too if you happen to be listening to this when you don't have the Uber app. There's still a few people that don't have it. There's one, according to our research, there's one in six. Mm. It's not scientific, but... One in six New Orleans? Yeah. Well, that's what we've got from around the table here, Sure, sure. So these three people, Adrian, Robert, and Wayne, are in a band called Pheasants. So it's, it's a pleasure to meet you guys. We're fans of Pheasants, although we're yet to see the record. When does the record coming out? Any day? Friday. 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 Yeah, Friday, Friday the... Friday is uh, June 3rd, yeah. Friday the 3rd so of June, 2016. Mm-hmm, 2016. So uh, if you listen to this after 2016, June the 3rd, uh-huh. where could we steal it from? You can get it from One-Eyed Jacks. Like, we'll be playing a show, and we'll be releasing the record um, that night. But then right. after that, you can get it Spotify, iTunes, pretty much all the major online distributors. Right. Any so, place you can steal music. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And then we'll have the actual record um, on our website, so you can buy the actual vinyl or tape, and we'll oh, send really? it to you. Can you can buy vinyl, too. Yeah. So how many pheasants are there? there okay, are, you got a text from John. Oh, Julie O'Dell. Julie O'Dell. She's a good friend. Well, she's she's an amazing hey, musician. Julie. Really? What's she got to say for herself? Where are you? Uh... She's in South Carolina. We're talking about music. We have a show uh, in South Carolina, so we're trying to uh, coordinate together. Okay. Um, with Julie. With Julie. Okay, cool. So you guys are on, <laughs> you guys are on the road by the look of it. Mm-hmm. We are. Um, How's it going? Well, um, we're after the album drops, we're going to be going on tour about a week following, and then we'll be going out uh, to the East Coast, kind of up to Virginia, and then kind of loop back around and come back to New Orleans. So a couple of weeks out on the road after, after the record drops. So did you tell me how many pheasants there are, Wayne? No, he didn't tell you. He didn't tell me, right? How many are there? I don't know that question. You have to ask Robert. Adrian, well, do you know? <laughs> do you know? <laughs> It's like six. a handful. Six. Yeah, it's six and a half. 
six and a half. Yeah. So who do, who divvies up the money around here? It's well, we do, we just it, the money. It, there's a giant sinkhole out back, and that's where the money's going right now. <laughs> so, right. So there's no money to be divided up by anybody. Not yet. So it doesn't matter how many people are in the band True. until you start getting paid. True. I think, I think there's seven or six, and but we have a new drummer, and so it's ah, kind of like seven, maybe. It's kind of like Spinal Tap. Yeah. Yeah, we've had three drummers already. You really have. So what does everyone else play? Adrian, you play what? I play the, the extra instruments. So I've got banjo, musical saw, and flute. You play the musical saw, yep. S-A-W. Yep. There's no such thing as a musical saw, right? That's a regular saw. Though. My saw doesn't have teeth. My saw doesn't have teeth. Yeah. I think we just came up with the name for today's show. <laughs> it also has an input jack, so it... Oh, so it really is made as a musical instrument. Yeah, it plugs into the, the amp, and then I can play around with the tremolo, and so it'll make really wow. crazy space sounds. You didn't bring that with you, did you? I did. You did? Oh. I did. Get it out. <laughs> okay. It's right here. Oh, space this is sounds. awesome. We want space, space sounds. sounds on the yeah. saw. Tomahawk, what do you space think of that? Space okay. sounds. All right. So, hey, while she's getting mad at you guys want to get your instruments out, we might, can we just, sure. we'll just play something. Because I think people are going to be pretty surprised if they haven't heard this music before. It's really cool. Yeah. It's not what you'd normally expect or associate with a New, Ze- uh, New Zealand, a New Orleans band. That's a Freudian. Or, or, New, or Freudian slip, right? That's a Freudian slip. Christopher is from New Zealand. I am. Nice. Oh, cool. Go yeah. Blacks. Yeah. That's right. All Blacks, yeah. All blacks. Yes, Christopher's from New Zealand and he teaches in Mississippi at university there. I do. And you live in New Orleans. I live in New Orleans, yeah. Lower you, Garden District. And you got a PhD at the University of Florida. I, I just read that on the bio. Yes, right. I, I did. Just, I didn't know that about you. Go so, so you you're really confused. Little bit. It's what? actually getting worse as I get older. Is so. it really? A little. Yeah, I think in so. In what I, sense? Um, definitely feel like half American. How do you? I mean, you must feel a little bit of that. Yeah. Well, I'm from New Zealand too. Yeah. I've lived in the United States longer than I lived in New Zealand, so. Yeah. yeah. So I don't even. I won't hit I that yet. People ask me all the time, you know, where are you from? Like every single day. And I usually say Booty, actually. Oh, really? Which is up the river by Luling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That usually ends the conversation pretty quick, but you must get it. Especially in Mississippi. I mean, that's. Well, they don't care in Mississippi where you come from. Here, yeah. people are actually genuinely interested. In Mississippi, they just want to know what type of foreigner you are. Yeah, I mean, right. and the don't same thing. Yeah. I, th- I think no so. No offense to anyone listening in Mississippi, but I'm sure there isn't. I'm a big defender of Mississippi. You love Mississippi. I, you know, pound okay. for pound, you can't mess with Mississippi culturally. Are you married? Mm-mm. Is this a, I just, is there you a deeper meaning any, to this question? Well, I just wonder if you had any cousins in Mississippi, but you don't. No, so no, cousin, so. no cousins. No cousins. No cheap shot. We like to get it in whenever. <laughs> hey, Wayne, where are you from originally? Here at New Orleans? No, I was born in Shanghai. You were born in Shanghai? I was, and then I uh, grew up in Alaska, mostly. Okay. Well, this is turning out to be a pretty interesting bunch of people. Uh-huh. Born in Shanghai. How old were you when you went to Alaska? Six. So do you still speak any kind of Chinese at all? I, badly. Badly. Yeah, I okay. speak like six-year-old Chinese. <laughs> well, okay. That's pretty good, though. It's all right. It gets you by. How many for Chinese? the good stuff in life. So did you, you didn't move by yourself at six, I assume. No, my dad, my dad kind of lost his mind. He had a midlife crisis and just got sick of all the people in Shanghai. He's like, you know what? I'm done. How did he choose Alaska? My uncle was getting his PhD there, and uh, so he got him a scholarship. So my dad was, uh, he, like, he came, he going to get his master's at the age of 40 at the University of Fairbanks. And that's oh. how we went up to the great north country. That's the way to get in the country, apparently. That's I guess true. you get an easy way to get a visa to be a, no, who wants to it's move not to Alaska? Easy. Oh, and then get this, like, a year after we moved, um, Bush Sr. decided every Chinese 
international student became an American citizen because of the Tiananmen Square. So technically, wow. I became a citizen through the refugee program. Oh. So you're a Chinese refugee, I even am, though I am. even though you're not. So that was Bush Senior. That was Bush yeah, One. That was Bush One. So every single person living in the United States from China in whatever what year was that? 1990. 1990 became an American citizen. Only students. Students. H1 visas. How interesting! What a weird kind of a, a sort of a foreign policy, isn't it? Really? <laughs> Imagine that today. It's, it's a brain drain, right? I bet you Trump will do that too. Oh boy. Definitely. After the war goes up. Refugee status. Once the war goes up, nobody can leave. So, you know, everyone's going to have to become a citizen. Did you guys go to the Trump rally that was here a couple, couple weeks ago? Yeah, we're, we were volunteered at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too. No. <laughs> at, was at the Lakefront Airport, I think. That was. So no, we there. didn't go. Did you go to it? Incognito, yes. Wayne got kicked out. You actually went? No kidding, you went to it as a protest? You can see his his Trump (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. I had a Harris t-shirt above my Clinton t-shirt. And, uh, yeah, they they routed us out. They routed us out. We were taken away. Who who were you with? What what group was this? Just a couple of my friends who were, uh, we just wanted to check it out. And then, uh, yeah, we, right before we were about to, like, okay, so my friend had this weird, like, all-body, like, Costume that had like little vagina thing that was like on top, and little she, vagina thing on top. Yeah, like outside, and the right. she was gonna like unveil it right when Trump was about to. So we're all getting ready. We're like, all right, oh, you get on my shoulder, I get on, and that's when like everyone was like, you know, like there not one go, of us. You know. Exactly. Wow. So they Good kicked us out, and as they're Losers. dragging us out, that's when the <laughs> Black Lives Matter people started. They just sat down. And people got a little violent. There was pushing, and then this like ring of hipsters, like surrounded. The Doing black, nothing. No, they surrounded oh, okay, the Black sorry. Lives Matter <laughs> people, and then the hitting stopped. And so it, it took five minutes before they were able to like drag everyone out. Wait, the yeah. hitting stopped because the hipsters surrounded the Black Lives Matter. Yes. People. The uh, the What is that even about? <laughs> it's like the reverse <laughs> Oreo. I don't know. Like the power of the hipster. 2016 yeah. has been a weird year, I think. Wow. I think just in general. Very odd, yeah. I had a conversation with a friend about that the other day. And it's just, I think, on personal and like larger in levels. General. Yeah. Is there some sort of universal reason th- for that? Or is there some I don't sort know. of energy? Anybody know anything about that? Numerology? Um, well, it seems apparent that there's something going on around the world. Mm. Um, and I can't put my finger on it, but... Um, People are uncomfortable, and they're, um, nothing is stable and steady, and so I think it kind of pervades everything. You can feel it, and um, I don't know. You think it's worse than usual? Isn't there always a war somewhere and an earthquake yeah. somewhere? That's a good point. I feel like we're on the verge of like a shift in collective consciousness. Ah. Like I think we're about to move from, like we've been in third chakra, we're about third to move chakra. up as a collective conscious. To fourth chakra, which is heart energy, it's like love. What's the third people are, one? People are becoming more aware of others, you know. That would be great if that was true. When when would you expect that to happen? <laughs> I mean, it's it's I Wednesday mean, today, so uh, we'll give it if a we few could pull years, that off, you know? could we pull it off by Saturday night? Possibly. Sooner rather After than later would be good. We all have to believe yeah. in it. If we all believe, yeah, I'm, in, it'll I'm into it. <laughs> well, if we all believe it, it would happen. You're right, right Wayne. Yes, exactly. But is it going to take all of us to believe it? Because most people are still just trying to get enough money together to pay the light bill. That's true. That's the problem. That most people aren't thinking about 
moving up from the third to the fourth chakra. How many are there? But anyway? it's not it's not something that anybody thinks about. It's like a collective subconscious. Mm. A subconscious. Thing. Right. You know you know like yeah. Carl Jung like before World War Two he was yeah. making all these like all his German patients had bloody bloody nightmares like through three four years in, in the thirties right. And I mean there was a there was a political subconscious of the German people they foresaw. The, the, the World War II that mm. was going to happen. Well, it was pretty turbulent as well between the two wars, I imagine, but I think there could be something there. You think we all have the same dreams and nightmares? Native Americans used to dream about, you know, being taken over. They had dreams. Taken over by aliens? Hey, pull that mic towards you a little bit, Tomahawk. There you go. What do you mean taken over? You mean by communists? Like take their land taken, uh, you know, genocide. People, you know, getting taken over. Who had those dreams? Native Americans. Native Americans. Did they, though? Yes. Really? Yeah. So a whole collection of people can have the same dreams at the same time, and that ends up being I, a portent of things to come. Okay. Yeah. So what yeah. did you dream last night, Christopher? Oh, God, I had a terrible dream. <laughs> what did you have? No. Robert, what was it? I can't speak it on air. <laughs> you can, t- you you can just tell save me. Thank you. Change the name. No, yeah. Oh. I can't do it. Was it that bad? It's too much. Oh, my God. It hurts too bad. Oh, no. Was it something... It was just really weird. You know, it was really weird. Uh, Things were done, and, like, I couldn't stop anything. It was very emotional, and I woke up like... (gasps) Did you wake up and realize you had been dreaming? Yeah, I definitely knew it was a dream. But during the dream, it was very real. It was one of those situations. It was a very emotional dream. Like, we're here having Mm -hmm. a conversation. It's very, like, here we are. It's very normal. It's very much like that, but painful. Mm. Was it the heat and the humidity? Because I think that affects, for me, the termites. Dream- yeah. That's actually no, but I know what you're saying. No, sir, yeah. like I think summer for me is definitely more of a dream time. You need mm. to get some AC in your house. When you're uncomfortable. It's not it's bad. Like you know, it's I don't have that much. I got three texts yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got three texts this morning from, from friends who all told me that they had crazy dreams. One like had like a like erotic dream about me and the other one had a like a yeah, um, sorry about that I like a nightmare <laughs> and the other one had a night so that's two nightmares and an erotic nightmare. dream yeah which i think that's really interesting i think the heat does have something to do mm-hmm. with, like something about sweating and being hot and like festering and maybe it just makes you uncomfortable physically and somehow gets into the mind i don't know or you're not sleep i don't know i don't know maybe you don't sleep, you don't sleep properly and you're kind of I don't know mm. if you're, you're changing throughout mm. the course of the night. And yeah. What temperature do you have your house at, you guys? 76. During the night? Yeah. Yep. What do you, you, you all live together, the three of you? No. It's I not live, like the monkeys. I, I live by myself. You do? Okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I like it 77. 77 you keep it at. Okay, Tom. What Same. 77. Yeah. Okay. I'm a 76. 76. Yeah. yeah so I'm staving the, the heat right. off. <laughs> maybe man. maybe we need to all try it like at seventy four or something tonight and see what happens. Well, my father was a sixty eight. Sixty eight. Oh, that's so well, weird. Don't, don't terrible. tell me he's from New Orleans. <laughs> my father was a sixty eight. <laughs> <laughs> You're freezing me out, man. Well, he's from New Orleans. I'm assuming, man. Well, he's that's from how they Alexandria, Louisiana. Oh, that's the same. Which is where I'm yeah. from. So. You're from Alexandria. Yeah. Okay. Adrian, where are you from? I'm from Michigan. Oh my God. So does it get Very above sixty eight there? How did you learn to play the toothless saw? Um, Lean in here so we can hear you. My friend taught me. You have a friend who plays a saw? Yep. Who is that? Her name's Vanessa. Does she live here? No. Yeah, she lives she's here. She has a band called Deloon Deluge. Okay. Yeah. And she's pl- she plays a saw in that band? No, she writes the songs and plays guitar and sings. But she happened to be able to play the saw. Well, how did she learn to play the saw? 
Um, you know, I think Julian Costner had a hand in that. He, he's in the band... Um, music Tapes. Music Tapes. Okay. Yeah. So where do you buy a saw with no teeth, first of all, right off the bat? I, I ordered it online. Uh, someone on the West Coast makes them with the input jack. Oh, it's got like a thing you can plug in right there. That is so which cool. We, so it can be, so inside that is like a pickup or something. Like yeah, so there's can, a pickup. It can be amplified. As far as we know, I think there's only like two makers of saws without teeth, like this particular right. type of. Other than that, people usually just play normal saws. Yeah, I've seen people so. playing an actual saw. So with, a, with a bow. You play it with a bow, right? Yeah. Give us a demonstration of what it seems like by itself. And then That's not helping my dreams. It's very late. <laughs> I think this was the soundtrack oh. to my dream last night. And how do, you know, how do you know what note that is? I don't know what note it is. I just play it by ear. So you, put it, you play along, you play it. Does it have? Can it be any note? Put it that way. If someone starts yeah. playing a certain key, you can find. Can, yeah. You can find it. Mm-hmm. And you have to jiggle your leg up and down like yeah, that while you're the, playing it. The tremolo. It looks like you need to go to the bathroom or something. Mm-hmm. Does it make you want to go to the bathroom? No, it doesn't. <laughs> How many songs so do you, you play have with? to pay? <laughs> that looks really wild. So you have to sit there jiggling your leg up and down all night. You yeah. must have pretty big muscles in that leg by now. You yeah. think it's bigger than the other one? <laughs> have you noticed? It's over what? Like a pigeon, based on lobster effects. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are you gonna play, guys? I guess a song for you. Okay, which one? I think. Oh, we'll you're not playing the saw, Adrian. Not, not for this song. The no, that's what I do song. on okay. stage. I juggle, I juggle all the right. instruments. Okay. Well, at least you have it here, so we, maybe we can work it into something. Okay, we'll let's, figure it out. Let's yeah. see how this sounds. We'll do a little bit of a, a trial run here. See what. We'll just launch into it, and if it sounds terrible, we'll start again. So what song are we listening to? So this one's called High Beam Lights, and uh, we chose it because of the setting, so it's, I think this would work. It's kind of a folkier duet-type song. So All right. See how it Fair sounds.
Here comes your eyes How lucky I am No one knows Tonight I'm in love Every little waking hour very often where like everything just blends together and you can't really tell what's going on. It's beautiful. It's I feel really like cool. that was like a daydream. Like just yeah, well uh, put. Talking about dreaming. Daydream. Thank yeah, you. that's beautiful. Thank, Thank you. you. Who wrote that? Oh, uh, I did. Robert, you yeah. wrote that whole thing by yourself, so you bring the, you bring everything to the band? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just uh, show up and say, hey, I got Quiet this it. little ditty here. <laughs> Can you help me? Um, and we kind of just uh, work it out. Like, there, there's structures, uh, s slight structures, and then we kind of go from there and build it from there. So. Wow, it's really beautiful. Thank you. I haven't, is the album available? Well, it will be available. Because mm -hmm. all I've been able to find of yours is, like, some stuff on SoundCloud, like one or two songs or something, and then... Yeah, we're kind of uh, low-key on SoundCloud, yeah. Right. And I found an awesome music video mm. that Tomahawk so and good. I Thank was you. mentioning before. I Thanks. didn't even know I was doing this with you guys today, but I shared it, like, a week ago or something. Cool. I was like, this is so dreamy. <laughs> so good. Yeah, tell us about that yeah. video, because it's, it's a very beautiful setting. It's like, mm -hmm. and some, whose house is that? It's at a, it's called the Wonderland Mansion <clears throat> in the Bywater. And, um... Miss Stacy Hoover's place mm -hmm. um, <laughs> of Time Hotel. She makes these watches. She's kind of a okay. she, she would always throw the most exquisite, uh, eccentric parties. Yeah, parties. I've partied there, there before, yeah. and I was yeah, like, you know that's so crazy. There's always so, piles of tangerines yes. and chocolate truffles and on my, trays. And fried chicken and donuts. Yeah, and it's like, crazy. Yeah. yeah. She, yeah. she, has a, <laughs> she has a watch store in the French Quarter. Is that the same person? Yeah, it's called Time Will Tell. Time Will Tell. They're very big in Japan. Really? Mm -hmm. Big in Japan? Yeah, that's yeah, that's their big market. Mm. How do you happen to know that? <laughs> I'm very good friends with their personal assistant. 
She has a personal assistant. Of course. Okay. So she's doing pretty good, this Stacy Hoover. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. The last name will tell you. What's that? <laughs> the last name leads on. Hoover. Yeah. Is she part of the Hoover family, a vacuum cleaner? I don't know. Rumor has Rumor it. Has Rumor has it. Really? Rumor has it. Wow. Well, we need to know her. She's no, we should be saying this. Mm. But yeah. Well, if it's true, it's okay. Yeah. Well, Even if it's not true. <laughs> She's a, she's a super nice person, Stacey Hoover. She is, and she so is. these parties she has are kind of, uh, I thought, they kind of, the song itself uh, lent itself to that sort of environment, yeah. and so um, I went to one of those parties, and uh, I immediately thought, like, this would be a perfect situation so for this music video. I know. I, Christopher I, and I weren't invited. Exactly, I was looking at these invite-only invite parties. You have to know somebody. Yeah, you just kind of this eyes to, wide like, shut kind of? Tomahawk, how did you get invited? A friend. A friend mm. texted me and said, See, come to this. It was the end of There was a lead-in. And this I year? was like, was I was it this year? tripping on mushrooms. I was right. feeling really good. <laughs> Been drinking champagne all day. And here I am in this paradise wonderland. And it was kind of like that video. When I watched the video, I was like, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. This reminds me of everything about um, the end of Mardi Gras. Yeah. Yeah. Can yeah. you get us some of those mushrooms? We actually I mean, have some. I ate them all. I'm you? sorry. I ate them all. Where did you, you get them from? <laughs> That's a secret information. Is it? Kind of like the parties. <laughs> you just kind of got to know Where do somebody. you guys get mushrooms from? Adrian, where do you get yours from? Robert? Is it from people or do you go pick them? Um, Bilbo Baggins. If, if you need <laughs> mushrooms, I well, heard if you go to Antiques, the bar in the quarter, and go in the back room, there's always someone. Is that what? right? Look, Allison, <laughs> our photographer, Allison, is excited to hear She's that. really happy. She's very happy about that. I guess we're that. uncensored. So we used, to pick, them. Oh we used to pick right. them from the cow fields <laughs> out right. in the uh, country here in Alex uh, outside of Alexandria. Right. you got to be careful about But that. you got to know what you're doing because if you pick them after the sun has been hitting them all day, they become more toxic and they'll make you sick. Oh, that's interesting. So you listeners. Have to get the few, you have only got like an hour or so in the morning when the sun comes up. Right. And it has to be like, I think 76 actually. It's got to be pretty moist. I actually microdose because I actually have tumors in my liver. And I have I tumors in my liver. I have tumors in my liver. What do you mean by that? I have tumors in my liver. They're well, not, they're I, not I cancerous. but What, um, what are they? Oh, no. Uh, inflammatory pseudotumors of the liver, so they look exactly like cancer. I thought I was dying of cancer for quite some time, and I did a lot of research. And what I found out is that mushroom, psilocybin mushrooms, actually make like tumors disappear. They actually eat away at it. Right. Um, not not just I mean, different types of mushrooms, but psilocybin mushrooms especially will kill cancer. Uh, well, I'm not. I mean, they they shrink tumors. Okay. Cancers are not. So, I I do like to eat mushrooms. I like to microdose because it says medicine. Well, yes. Yeah. Can you get it legally prescribed? Given that you have tumors that need shrinking? Okay. <laughs> so that must well. have been a pretty good day that you found out you didn't have cancer. That was a great day. I was at the, um, I was at the MoMA in New York. And and is happened? that it? The MoMA? MoMA? Yeah. The art gallery. Yeah. And I get a call from my surgeon. I was waiting for months. And I was like, all right, y'all, I don't have cancer. Let's celebrate. And I had oh, two, two of my girls from here, from New Orleans. We, we all partied together. But up to this point, for how long <laughs> did you think you had cancer and you were going to die? Uh, about a, almost two years. Wow. So Dang. I live my life every day like I'm going to die tomorrow. Because Congratulations. Yeah, yeah you. nice guy. So you, so you were misdiagnosed then for two years and no one told you the truth? No, I, have, I had inflammatory pseudotumors of the liver. 
But why so couldn't they do a biopsy or something at the they, beginning? I did a biopsy. Actually, what's real crazy, I still need to get a surgery because when they did the biopsy, which is the only way to know if it is or isn't, because right. it, looks, it looks like cancer in every type of imaging available. Right. Um, but so I got the biopsy. They left the biopsy needle inside of me. <gasps> Gosh. So I'm like kind of How is that even I have possible? to deal with this whole like lawsuit situation right now and yeah. in Minnesota. Lucky we've come along today yeah, because that right. sounds like you could be making a lot of money that you could invest in a band. Um, so. I'm in pain, but I'm alive. It's painful too. <laughs> I'm alive. Oh, From yeah. a needle. Every you have day. a needle inside you right now. Like a literal thorn in my side. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> they left it by accident? Yes. Oh. I don't think they're doing it on purpose. purpose no, yeah. Premeditated. What is a biopsy? I thought they went in with a needle, like like an aspirate from the outside, and they just sort of sucked the bit out. I didn't think um, they, they actually opened you up. The one, well, no, it's, they actually, they, 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 they like put you under this machine, and they go underneath your ribcage, and it's like a, it's like a almost punch. like an injection. Yeah, but then they take a part of it. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know. It kind it's of like a Santa out. punch. I don't like to go to the dentist. I don't like medical shit. That's no. why I'm like, ugh. I hate it, but I like it when it's gonna someone else. going to eat mushrooms and like live like, you know, everyday cats. So, okay, so they, <laughs> they don't actually give you a general anesthetic and you don't give a whole operation. It was a, a, some sort of procedure. No, yeah, they do that. They do. You had a real operation. I mean, so, yeah, okay, it's, who yes, did this? it's a procedure. What, what hospital was this, first of all? I can't talk about that information. Why not, Chris? You're not a lawyer. No, why why <laughs> do you care? <laughs> I just know this will be the one podcast with a lawsuit. It was in Minnesota. Minnesota. Are you from Minnesota? Minnesota. Uh, it wasn't one no, of our local hospitals. I just lived there for 10 years. The Mayo okay. Clinic. And after that, I was like, no, but Mayo Clinic. I went to the Mayo Clinic, and they're the ones that figured it out. Okay. They said, and then they were like, we are hands off. You can't, like, oh, no. they, they're like, we don't even come in the door. They don't, yeah, they were like, so do you, they were the ones who found the needle, or they were the ones who discovered you didn't have cancer? Um, that found, discovered the needle. Shit. So that must be. After the, a year of and being and it's in pain still in there. Like, why what can't the they? Fuck, why am I in so much wow. pain? Right. Oh, but yeah. why can't they take it out? <laughs> oh, they can. I'm What's just scared. What's the I'm honestly scared. I'll do like, it. Like I'm for pretty you. bold. Like I have like no fears, but I'm scared of that. Yeah. I have to. And you're, have to, a, like, <laughs> and you're a burlesque dancer. I'm a burlesque dancer. Yeah. So you're naked a lot. Yeah, I'm actually a professional muse and nude model. That's where I recognize and you. And I dance with uh-huh. boyfriend. We do a rap cabaret. Oh. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Boyfriend. So oh, here we, we are at Brooke. <laughs> I know. We've arrived oh, at Brooke. Yeah, we just did a photo shoot. Oh, Brooke Savage. I just did a photo shoot with her the other day. She's the personal yeah. assistant she's to Stacey. Oh, how funny. She's personal assistant. Yeah, you should ah. see our latest photo. Congratulations. We got, Already, nice we did it. We got kicked off the trolley, dude. Oh, you guys got kicked off. In your car. leotard? That's tough, man. You gotta do a <laughs> lot to get kicked off. She was wearing a leotard. I was in lingerie in a robe. Okay. You get kicked off a streetcar? Are oh. you for real? A dude is like, man. I'm about to call the police. <laughs> oh, I was gosh. like, go ahead. I dare you. Who said that? What a ding dong. I'm like, the streetcar driver pay? said that. And boyfriend's like, we gotta go. Y'all, we got just let's go. This ain't worth our time. <laughs> were you shooting something or were you just going? We were doing a photo shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Did you you paid the fee the toll yeah, to get on? Yeah, we paid the oh. day fee, and on the way there, the the, the guy on the day <laughs> no fee, on the way there, <laughs> he was like, back? he was all like, oh, good luck, like you guys are, oh, he yeah. was all like excited. Who would but kick a couple of chicks dude, off the streetcar and lingerie? For he price. had some <laughs> weird, like I think it like triggered like maybe an ex-wife or some kind of yeah. I don't know. He was angry. He was offended. He was offended. No, I think actually he was offended. Yeah, I'm sure. No, well, well, how long was he yeah. going to stay in the streetcar for this guy all day? I mean, why didn't you just get off and get on the next one? We did that. We had to do that. Yeah. Well, right. we went. We went and shot at a house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Brooke is great. No, she's, she's, yeah, a, she's, she's, yeah, she's a lovely photographer. lady. She's special. No, she's, she's special. Mm-hmm. She's a writer and just a yeah. time traveler in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Time she time makes travel. some really amazing clothes, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she makes clothes. I got to wear one of her robes on stage of the day at Cafe Istanbul. As part of your... one of her, yeah, one of her designs. That's as part of your own show? I dance with a boyfriend. Right. I'm a dancer, so I perform with different artists but uh yeah boyfriend the female rapper yeah she, she is. had a she, she was her. on this podcast yeah right Something yeah she was like on that. happy hour she was mm-hmm. she's been on a few times oh nice she's hosted it for me actually. oh cool <laughs> she oh, is wow. great she is great we love yeah. boyfriend so what you have your own show too though right you do your own act as tomahawk tassels tomahawk tassels yeah and what does tomahawk tassels do um i do native american inspired burlesque native american are you native american yeah i'm cherokee and irish all right. From Oklahoma. So you could do, you could be a leprechaun as well. <laughs> in a past life, I may have been a leprechaun. No, I mean, as part of your act, you could do tomahawk tassels one night. And I mean, yeah, I guess I could. Naughty Actually, leprechaun. well, my last name's Riley. My real, I shouldn't right. say that on there, but yeah. Too late. But yeah, it's you like, can't take it back. it's a, yeah, it's an Irish name. I used right. to work at a big Irish bar, so, so I've, what I've the, cried um, for both sides, you know. What did the Native Americans think about you dressing up as a Native American and taking your clothes off? Well, they, uh, you know, actually got protested. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I wondered if that was going to be the next part of the story. Um, well, it was, it was kind of a series of events. Um, I was protesting myself with I Don't Know More, which is uh, the indigenous people's movement to protect the earth and land and um, water, you know, and the, and the women especially. But so it was right after they had gone after um, Victoria's Secret and Gwen Stefani. And I, I lived right behind the American Indian Center. And so I knew these people. They who went were, after Gwen Stefani, did you say? Yeah. What'd she do wrong? She had this video called Looking Hot. Or so hot or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? It, it, she, they were, no. she, she had to remove it. She had to take it off. But what? it was like all these images of her being sexy, but she's like this faux... I mean, she's blonde. She's American. Okay, whatever. All right. She's but she like, was dressed as a She's like American. tied up against a tree. And then Italian her band, they were like cowboys. It was like cowboys and Indian themed. But so it was really controversial. And then, okay. um, <laughs> then Victoria's Secret, they have like models going down the runway blonde girls and big headdresses. Mm. Right. So then, like, I guess after that, they went after me, which they're like, oh, you're a pretendian. You're not really native. You're just... Right. Pretendian. Like, pretendian. What a great mm. name. How rude. I'm going to write that down as well. <laughs> pretendian. Did you make that up or is that some sort no, of... <laughs> I got haters. I got haters. Do you have like people who I love my to- haters. It's all right. I actually tried to give them uh, hot chocolate because it was cold. <laughs> It was like <laughs> negative 10 degrees. I'm like, these motherfuckers are protesting and me. You're and you're dressed up as no. a little Indian? Very I, I danced to Prince's controversy while I was being protested. Because wow. Minneapolis Prince controversy. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Well, that's pretty We're touching all the bases now. Yeah. We got ooh, Prince into ooh, it. Ooh. Did you ever meet Prince? Does everyone in Minneapolis <laughs> know Prince? Um, I wouldn't say we all know him, but I mean, I've met him. I've, you have yeah. met him. Yeah. So did you actually have a conversation with him? Brief, not really. What did he say? More like, um, I don't even remember. It was like in passing. It was at Paisley Park. I got to eat pancakes in my pajamas, watching Prince in Paisley Park. So okay, say that again. Yeah. Say, that again. <laughs> say that again. Say it very Prince's fast. Pancakes in Paisley Park in my pajamas. Nice. Okay. <laughs> did you play basketball against him? Do you know about his basketball skills? Basketball. Of course. Well, well. Oh yeah. 
well documented, documented yes, on, on the Chappelle show, which is a, you know, a clear... Um, <laughs> well, you didn't play basketball because that doesn't begin with P. That would be basketball. Oh, true. So who made the pancakes? Prince is like, got a staff. I mean, oh, he had like... Oh, man. No, 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 yeah. yeah you, you wait in line pancakes, and so. you... you <laughs> well, it's really interesting. So here's Stacey the deal. assistant might have made. You like go in, there's no cameras, there's no um, phones... There's no drugs, no booze, no cigarettes, nothing. He wants everybody there to be sober, so like, you're you're just hanging out for it's hours, ironic, waiting for him. Yeah, and then he finally comes on, and you're like, yes, and you're eating pancakes. Princess pancakes. Princess pancakes are so good. Does he perform, or oh is he just hanging out at his house? No, he's performing. He's performing. Yeah, yeah. So it's but free it, as well. No, it's like fifty bucks. <laughs> No, it was, well, it was a $50 cover, guy. but keep in mind that he had sold out shows all that week in Minneapolis. You couldn't find a ticket for right. less than, like, 600 Right. So. He's a, what an interesting yeah. guy he was, wasn't he? Yeah. And so what do you do? You moved from there to here, from Minneapolis. Saint yeah, Paul. I just moved back uh, right before Mardi Gras, actually. This, yeah, 2016. 2016, So you in were February. here for a while, and then you went back to Minneapolis. Uh-huh. I've lived here on and off for about... with the haters. To hook up with the haters. I wouldn't say I hook up with the haters. But <laughs> um, and then you, what, made you, what made you go back and forth? Uh, the seasons. I mean, I tried to always be here in the winter and there in the summer. In which summer? And so the New Orleans summer, you get out of here. Well, so you I have mean, summer in well, it's, more, it's not that I'm trying to get away from New Orleans ever. I'm always sad about it. But it's more that uh, I like Minneapolis in the summer. But I've decided I'm just staying here indefinitely. I don't care anymore. I'm just like... I'm She's here. Stay. I'm here. You're not yeah. going this summer. You're staying. No, I'm staying. Okay. I'm going to sweat. All right. Well, the good news sweat. is that hurricane season's <laughs> been canceled. Did you hear that? Oh. Yeah, it's the 1st of June today as we record oh. the show. So, I don't know if you heard that. Did you hear it's the news? Canceled? No, it's been I didn't canceled. know. How did that? Due to lack of interest. Please fill us in. <laughs> yeah, they just canceled it. So, that's good news for everybody, I think, right? So, you can stay for the summer. Hey, so listen, I just have to do this. I have to tell you about some of the uh, commercial sponsors of the show. Mm. Does anybody want to play something in the background that will make it sound like sort of, you know, not so bad? Sort of, space some sort of... Music. Yeah, some, get the saw. Yes, get the saw. That's some space music. Okay. It's right over there behind you. That's it. Okay. So this, this saw sounds a bit like a theremin, actually. Very much so, yeah. It's sort of like a poor man's theremin. It's like backwards theremin. How much is the saw? I don't know. I guess with the input, I guess it was uh, over a hundred dollars. Hundred, but not bad for a musical instrument, right? Hundred dollars for a custom-made, very unique. Space. Okay, so you guys can play anything you like, and it's like I don't. It takes me about a minute to get through these. This is the band Pheasants. Adrian, Robert, and Wayne, at least. Hey, thanks very much to the people who made this show possible today. There's more coming up after this, but Uber are one of the lucky people who get to help us make happy hour. If you find yourself a few drinks in and you need a ride home, Uber is the smartphone app that connects you with a ride at the tap of a button. It's safe, it's easy, and it's reliable. All you do is request a ride at any time, and a car comes directly to you like magic. Your driver knows exactly where to go, and payment is completely cashless. Wherever you're headed, Count on Uber for a ride. You don't need a reservation. And if you've never tried Uber before, you can download the Uber app and enter Happy Hour NOLA in the promotions section of the app for a free ride of up to $20, courtesy of us here at Happy Hour and the nice folks at Uber. Thanks to the basics, Swim and Gym. 
we can get a full range of fashion swimsuits, workout and yoga clothes with Superstyle. Basic Swimming Gym is on Magazine Street near Jefferson Avenue and about two blocks down from there is a shop called May's Guitar and Sisters in Christ Record Shop where you'll find thousands of records and books and a huge array of vintage guitars, vacuum tube amplifiers and effects pedals from the 50s, 60s and 70s. Whether you've never picked up a guitar in your life or you've been playing forever, you'll find a gem at May's Guitar on Magazine Street, three blocks down from Jefferson on the downtown side of the street. Thanks to the Hangover Destroyer. Only all-natural product. I'm almost like in a trance now. You guys, I feel like I'm, I'm higher than those mushrooms. Thanks to Hangover Destroyer, the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. You can go to the Hangover Destroyer website. It's called hdestroyer.com. And there you can write happy hour in the coupon code and get 30% off of Hangover Destroyer and you too can seize the dawn. So it's happy hour NOLA in the Uber coupon code and happy hour in the Hangover Destroyer code. But I'm sure they can give me the money back no matter what you write in the coupon code. Like uh, I'm going to have to just sober up now. Okay, that's dreamy. So dreamy. Thanks, guys. That must be great. You said background music, man. Yeah, yeah it was good. Perfect. Background music. That was gorgeous. <laughs> that was very nice. What is this um, thing here? It looks like an eraser. That's the, the rosin. Do you use rosin like on a violin? Yep. Oh, that's because you do play the violin. Are you put it on the bow no. for the yeah, saw? Yeah, bow for the saw. Oh, yeah, right on. Okay. I got it. Okay. So, Christopher, what do you teach actually there in Mississippi? I teach writing. How to write. I do. That's right. And who are you teaching? What kind of people? I teach uh, mostly upperclassmen. So I teach... What does that mean? Uh, juniors and seniors. I had to learn all this terminology too. I don't know what that means. That means uh, in the four-year American system, the students are in their third and fourth year. Oh, so they're third and fourth year mm -hmm. students. Okay. Which is weird coming from New Zealand where they don't... We don't have any of those terms. No, and we don't have writing classes in that way. So that was part of the reason I came to the United States. So don't have, you can't learn to write in New Zealand? I think you can, but um, they don't have the same kind of like intensive writing classes. So what do you... Hey, Wayne, you can don't have to put that away. You can play another song if you want in a minute. Oh, yeah. Do you guys want to do another one before we get out of here in a couple of minutes? Sure. Okay. But, yeah, I was enjoying no, not this. Right uh, this. No, not yeah. right now. Okay, just say, cool. don't put it away. You know, yeah, get, yeah. It, get it back out of here. So get that what do you mean... Boy. What are you teaching? Like, how to write what? No, so I teach uh, composition classes. So there'll be essays of different genres. So they might have to write a response essay or uh, critical analysis or uh, some what's kind of report. What's so a response a different essay? Um, you know, if I assign a particular piece of writing that they need to respond to and um, analyze and think about how their argument is constructed. How do you teach someone to write exactly? I think it's all at once-ness. I don't think that you can teach like, oh, this is how you incorporate a quotation or this is how you, you know, do a transition from one paragraph to another. I think so it's how do you, t what do you start off with? Small, low stakes writing assignments. So have them writing Dear every sir, week. No. I have a need. Oh, mate. <laughs> Liver. <laughs> I was thinking, I was contemplating that kind of... Uh, Legal writing, as we were talking about that yeah. particular issue. Could you write a good letter for Tomahawk? Yeah, I need, I need some help for that. Yeah. Well, there's writing for legal, 
like pre pre law. You know, there's all sorts of courses at different but universities. But what are you what are you teaching exactly? Like how to write what? How to to be like? What would I do if I went to this course? I could be, end up being a writer. Yeah. Well, I I mean I've taught different classes, but it depends on the class. So, for example, I taught a professional writing course and uh, last semester, and in that professional writing course, we moved through different kinds of genres. So. We looked at how one would compose a cover letter for a job. Then we looked at how one would compose a memo in the workplace or whatever. So there's like really practical applications yeah. in that particular course. And then I teach... Couldn't you get this off YouTube? Um, I mean, would I have to really pay 40000 bucks or whatever? What I don't think it's $40,000. What, what university are you teaching? I teach at the University of Southern Mississippi. <laughs> what does that cost for me to go there for a year? I have no idea, but it's not that. It would have to be pretty cheap to just learn how to write a memo. Well, it's, I mean, it's part of the... You've got to be doing more than that, surely. You're underselling this thing. Oh, okay. Well, but I, I mean... Make it sound more interesting. So when they... Uh... I want to go so to I'm school. So I'm going to get you to... You want to go to school to learn to write a memo. Yeah, do, I do want to learn how to write a you memo. You do. I do. Well, I can hook you up with Chris. Really? Yeah. I can do it off the books. After but they, so, they build, so they build through the course of the semester. So they might start right. with something like a memo and end up with like a, a larger proposal where they write about a real-world problem. For example, last semester, students wrote about... Uh, actually, one student wrote, who was from New Orleans wrote about uh, addressing the issue of the condition of the roads in New Orleans and wrote to a specific audience about how, you know, this is an issue that, you know, is, touches upon the lives of people in New Orleans and how this it was might be more than up. just it's all fucked up. It was actual yeah, yeah, it reasoned was a, argument. Yeah, it was, yeah, it Speaking was, of lawsuits, I have a friend who, because of that, he got in a bike accident, broke his leg... And he's now in, involved in this heavy lawsuit because of mm. the, the potholes. Dear sir. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like, back another to good it. one. Yeah. He's like not working right now because he's just... Broke his leg because yeah, his bike hit a pothole. You can sue the city for that? Yeah, apparently. Okay, but you're going to be in line a really yeah. long, long I don't line. know. They're I mean... Broke. I hit uh, a pothole in a vehicle and it tore out the bottom. I immediately called the police. I was like, this is... Like, I just nailed this, just destroyed this car. All right. And they're like, well, I mean, you can, uh, you know, get in line. Hmm. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, explain exactly what you're talking about. And he just said it's so incredibly backed up that it'd just be wait- waiting for years just to get, you know. But yeah. every single person who drives a car in New Orleans has had their car mm-hmm. fucked up in some way by, by the yeah, streets. Yeah, but this was like to. they had gouged part of the street out and they didn't put the orange cones or whatever mm. to alert. So it was just like... Uh, I feel like that happens all the time. Or maybe Haven't like drunk people... Yeah. Like do drunk people come by and remove them? Maybe, yeah. You know, like really, it's an, it's why an actual the drunks? Yeah. It's always the yeah. drunks. Yeah. Why, would, why couldn't it be sober people? Just have, you seen the, have you seen the art that people make in potholes? Yeah. yeah. Like pothole art? And they, they make these yeah. little beautiful like oh, scenes. Yeah. I saw one um, yeah, in, the lo- in the Irish Channel where they'd taken a huge, um, like, a, a, like a stuffed snake, and they put the snake into the <laughs> oh. pothole. Yeah. Right. It was coming out of the pothole. It was, it was quite impressive. Yeah. But cool. I mean, we've got roads on top of clay and sand. Mermaids. You know, sand I'm, moves around. You saw a mermaid. Oh yeah, in a mermaid pothole? in a pothole. Okay. Yeah, I saw a whole beach scene somewhere too. in Broadmoor. Someone had done, there's, there's deck chairs and somebody glittered a pothole. That was a good one. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's good. Just filled it with concrete and glitter. <laughs> for, for someone like you, a local, I heard a story and I think it's mm-hmm. apocryphal, which is someone put a couch 
and a pothole in Lakeview. Does that sound believable? It sounds yes, totally it normal. Okay, so there's enough space. Yeah, they're just like, this is so ridiculous, we're going to stick a couch in it. And it has enough... Oh, hilarious. Okay. Yeah. You could almost get a bus. That's like its own of form of protest right there. Just right. like, fuck y'all, I mean, we're we putting had, a couch in there. We had Cinco, Sinkhole de Mayo. Yeah, that's yeah I mean, Sinkhole you know de Mayo. Saying, like, people right, here are like, what, whatever we can do to make it, you know, wild. Yeah. But you talk to people who grew up here and who are older, you know, 60 and 70, they say the streets didn't used to be like this. I don't... It's not just the clay and the you know and the floods. So it's a lack of maintenance because that doesn't. It's something to do with that apparently. But they go around and they put asphalt in and then the. Yeah, but have you seen how they fill up these potholes? First There's of a all, science to it. First of all, it's the pothole killer truck that's just filling it up with little bits of gravel and tar mm. that don't do anything. Uh-huh. It just turns the pothole into a bump then. And then that's just eroded. Which is really annoying to bike over. It's terrible to bike over. That's worse. Because you like talk of that, you could shake the needle right out of your liver. Oh, God. I saw a picture of St. Claude Avenue, actually a whole series of pictures uh, in the 40s, St. Claude. It was a really beautiful street. And uh, there was not a single pothole, sinkhole, whatever you you want to call it. Um, Any guys with tattoos? It's just a completely different looking scene. Any guys with tattoos down there at that time? Uh, didn't see any tattoos. Not, no, I see, that's all changed. Uh, so it changed too with there the building the... Like so there's material stores, evidence so that the roads were worse. So yes. No, better. They were better. Oh, I mean better, sorry. Yes, yeah, the yeah, roads yeah. were great. They were great. Yeah, they was they were really flat. beautiful. The street, the whole thing, it was like a series. So like this is... Then, then there and must be an issue of Well, maintenance. there could be. The, it could be that there's more cars now. I mean, I would say that thousands would, you more cars than there ever used mm. to be. Everybody's got one or two cars and there's giant, you know, giant And the cars are bigger? They're giant SUVs. Global warming. Global warming. Well, let's face it, we're all it. just going to sink soon. More it's sunlight. Right. Yeah, but Live, realistically, like, they no. probably Obama. just um, paved Obama. those roads not oh, too much God. earlier than yep. that. So yep. maybe they were still in pristine shape. That's possible, yeah. But, but we're definitely sinking. And now they're fact. just layers upon layers of like where they're fixed, like yeah. you said, and or not sink- fixed. On my street, they fixed. There's a sinkhole on the corner, like on the corner of my street, and they'll come and fix it, and it's all good. And then back to sinkhole again just start sinking <laughs> and I've lived there for 20 something years and it's, it's been hole. the same thing over and over it's a cycle we kind of live in a vortex too so it's an ongoing practical joke I mean on like time space continuum when we get to the fourth chakra yeah. is this going to change is the mayor going to suddenly wake up and go you know I got a great idea to stop people killing each other and get the potholes fixed what is that I don't know is, it, is that going to happen it's a question I'm going to get my students I on I hope it. so. If we all dream. I hope so. If we all dream tonight, if we keep it down, to put it down to 74. Ah. <laughs> all right. And we can all dream about yeah, the okay. potholes being fixed and people stop killing each other. I like it. I like uh, it. That might do it. It's a good one. So what is the fourth chakra is our heart chakra? Right. Why don't you get these kids to write about that? I'm interested in, uh, I mean, I taught a class about Vodou in Haiti, which is where I did my research last semester, and having kids from Mississippi write about Haiti Think That's about different religion. Right there, right. Yeah. What were you doing in Haiti? What attracted you to Haiti? I, I went there um, when I was in graduate school before the earthquake uh, to write an article for a magazine, and that turned into an academic interest in the ways that Haiti is represented. So that's what I. That was my primary research. Did you go hear a bunch of music there? I did hear some really good rah-rah music yeah. at, um, at the Hotel Olufsen, which I. That's a famous hotel mm-hmm. that everybody yeah. that band Ram plays yeah, at. Ram, Did you hear Ram yeah, play I, there? I went to a couple of those. So Ram was... And yeah. what's it like, actually? It's, it feels a little bit like here in some ways. There's that, a similar kind of energy. and um, What's the similarity? 
Well, I mean, there's potholes. I bet they have potholes. They, yeah, there are some similarities right. in regards to the roads in Port and Port-au-Prince. People are killing each other like crazy. Well, I think that I think that's one. I mean, that's kind of a media misconception about what happened after the earthquake. Um, but okay. it's a it's a you know Haiti is always described as the poorest country in the Americas, and I thought it was the poorest country in the world. Mm-mm. I don't know what the poorest country in the world is. I only know that. We well, can Google that. Yeah, somebody can look that up. But Tom yeah, Hawk, Google that. What's the poorest country? But in the world? you must go if you ever if you ever get the chance to go to Port-au-Prince, the Hotel Olufsen, Thursday nights. Wow. Thursday Sunday. nights with Ram. Yeah. So what? But what made you go there? What What attracted you about it? Of all the countries in the world, you could have gone to study. It felt very far from New Zealand. I guess Seriously. I was. I've been, been from New Zealand to yeah. Haiti. Mm-hmm. I was six months into living in the United States, and I took a. Um, Took a flight and went down from from Florida and just stayed there for some time and kind of wrote an article. I actually wrote one for the New Zealand Herald, which you're familiar with. Yes, it's a daily paper in Auckland, the biggest city in the country. Are you from Auckland? I'm from Auckland. You're from Auckland. Auckland. Okay, interesting. It's the Republic of Congo. No, it's the Republic of Congo is the poorest country in the world. That makes sense. Okay. Google says Malawi, but I don't believe it. Malawi. Depends well, on the well, measure. I'm where sure. did you get it from, Robert? Not Google. You got uh, your own source. Twentieth, where twenty top twenty, or whatever something index. Yahoo. <laughs> I, I think he's right. You think it's Congo, not Malawi? Yeah. I don't even know where Malawi is. Where is that? It's by the south of Tanzania. Okay. By Mozambique. Okay. Well, how do you know that? I drove through there. We're so privileged. Can I just say? Yeah. Like the fact that we can. Oh, let's Google that. Like. Can you believe oh, all the Uber, knowledge in the world? Let's go there. You know, like, <laughs> God. That's like, a collective oh, consciousness. Yeah. Yeah, so but you, privileged. But, Tom Hawk, you glossed over that last statement that, that Wayne just said. You What's drove it? through oh, Mozambique and Malawi? I did. Mozambique, worse potholes than New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> what were you driving? I was driving a Honda Ballad, which is like a Honda Ballad. Civic. Ballad, they call it. And uh, I, I raised it seven inches. You raised it yourself before you took I off. I paid a guy a hundred bucks. He raised my car seven inches. It's well worth it. Um, Call that seven inches? Did you say that straight off? What and what were you doing over there? I was just driving around. Right, was, um, just driving around Malawi and yeah, Mozambique. I, did you like the? Did you notice the Mozambique uh, flag? E, oh, the party flag. The national flag yeah. has the AK-47 on it. Yeah, it's one of it a few, was, few countries. Is that right? It mm-hmm. was pretty rough. Like you see, there, I mean, the northern Mozambique is still pretty. You see ghost villages go there and just like, just yeah. Well, just tell us really though, how did you get? Why? What were you doing in Mozambique? You just get a. An I idea was dating to go a girl. I, I, ah, well, now. Yeah, right. yeah, I was yeah. dating That's a girl. It. Yeah. End of story. Okay. <laughs> and was she from Mozambique? Or? No, no, no. She was uh, She was teaching in Namibia, and then I went over there, and then I spent like a year. Just after a year? Just wow. driving wow. around. Are you still together? Just driving no, around? No, no, no. Oh, well spent. What happened to her? Where is she today? I think she's working for a startup in the in the Bay Area. Something. Wouldn't you know it? Yeah, exactly. Well, I was teaching good. in Mozambique, and now I'm working for a startup in the Bay Area. Yeah. Well, you're playing violin in a crazy band in New Orleans, I guess. That's wacky too. How did you get here? I what? <laughs> Why are you looking at Robert? You'll have to answer, Wayne. <laughs> yeah, I played the fifth on that one. Okay, all right. That sounds like an interesting story, Christopher. You have a follow-up question? 
Well, I mean, I, I like that you backed away from that very quickly and it made it seem like I think the mystery hangs in the air. All right. Maybe for off the air. Yeah, I'm going to tell it at the Pheasants show June 3rd when I jacks. <laughs> okay, all right. Touch. If you want to know what Wayne's doing in New Orleans, I'm how he got here that, from Alaska. That. Yeah. How many Chinese people are in Alaska? Your uncle, obviously. In my I, town, there were seven. And seven? three of them were in my immediate family. Okay. That's pretty good. How big is the town? 30,000 people. Okay. Well, you know, Kim Vu is a person we know, is a friend of ours who does a show on this network called um, Milo's Music Parlor. And she, she's Vietnamese, and she lived in Alaska too. And she said when she left Alaska, the Vietnamese population was cut in half. It was her and one other person. Did you know her? <laughs> no, I didn't know any Vietnamese people. There's she a lot of Filipinos there. A lot of Filipinos. What are they doing? Can I, uh, like, I'm really curious about living in Alaska, though. Like the, the day and the night. Pickup trucks and country music. Really? There's a lot of smokers. They identify Here. more as Alaskans. So it's than the South Americans. with ice. Yeah. yeah. No, no, okay. Number one, uh, gun related violence <laughs> in the nation per capita, Alaska. Number two, Louisiana. Whoa. Wow, we didn't know that. Alaska's too. number new. one? Yeah, because yeah, there's bears. Bears. And there, but I, I feel like the lack <laughs> of sun, though. I feel like lack of sun or too much sun. You know, that's got to make you feel real crazy. Yeah, you got to get between 76 oh my God. and 77. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I want to go back to that statistic. Uh, um, yeah. That was a wow. 68. Right? Yeah. Totally. Yeah, that's that was terrible. <laughs> Harry Rando, if you're listening. It's so cold. Okay. Was always I think that's a real stat. I'm, no, no, I'm no. What is? The most violent, it's the violence. Yeah, aspect. most gun related violence per capita is Alaska. Number two is Louisiana. Yeah, I believe it. That's I believe it. Alexandria, the Baton Rouge, New Orleans are pretty rough. What are they? Uh, but what, what was the pothole yeah. situation like? The what? The pothole situation. Oh, the roads are pristine. Oh, there you nice. go. So we can have go. that going for that. us. They we got, got oil money. <laughs> Swings and roundabouts. And how old were you then when, when you decided I got to get the hell out of Alaska? When I graduated high school, I was planning my move south. Exile. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you go first? Uh, Chicago. Well, I guess it's slightly less cold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. And equally dangerous. I think there's a lot of people shooting each other in Chicago. That, I think, might be the murder capital of the Nowadays, country right now. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty I actually lived in St. Louis, and it was the most dangerous city in America. Mm. Mm-hmm. It was for two and a half years. Yeah, when, and, and the, when I was living there, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was right post Nelly, right after he got big. Yeah. Okay, Adrian, where are you from again? I'm from Michigan, the, the it, Motor City. Is that dangerous there? Detroit. Oh That's one of the most yeah. dangerous cities in the country. I guess everyone comes from one of the most dangerous cities in the country. Oh. New Auckland. Orleans. I heard Auckland's pretty rough. Auckland's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Not now that I've lived. Actually, how is it? How is it over there? Seriously, with crime and um, stuff like that. Well, and, I mean. It, it's the anecdote I always go to, but like it was strange seeing police carrying guns for the first time when I moved to the United States. So that's something that doesn't happen in New Zealand. Wow. There's other countries where that's the case too, but that was something that was like really visceral mm-hmm. and that you would notice. Um, but no, I mean, I, I grew up in a on the monastery su- <laughs> in the suburbs of Auckland. I, I, I lo- I'm a big Auckland defender because a lot of Americans go there and they see it as like a kind of a stopping like kind of like they're just touching down and then going off to the South Island um, which but, they should do yeah um, <laughs> no no but no, Auckland's beautiful the west coast of Auckland is, is incredible well look at you as a product of, yeah. of New Zealand I'm not sure if I uh, am a great ambassador for New right? Zealand 
Isn't oh, he totally beautiful? Really beautiful. The beard is just... I think yeah. we all agree, Incredible. yeah. Take a look on our Facebook page. One time, <laughs> there it is. Clothing. <laughs> hey, um... There, uh, yeah, what, so tell people, there's a lot of people listening to that. Well, there aren't. There's almost no one listening to it. But, <laughs> but there are a lot of people who are listening. No, that's not true. There are. Andrew Duhon's mother listens to this. We know that for a fact. So tell Andrew Duhon's mother and other people listening who, who would like to know, if Trump is elected, how would I move to New Zealand? Because mm-hmm. that's what everybody wants yeah, to know. Yeah, I, I see that on Facebook. And that's something, it's funny how it's not easy, <laughs> I can tell you that, for it's Americans not? to move to No. Why, what's the holdup? I well, think there's a requirement. There was some point system. I remember when I was a kid, and you, I don't know if this is something that you're familiar with, the point system to get into New Zealand. It has to do with income, education level. There's this whole matrix oh, so they, that they you get. like so many points it's for having 20 Apparently so. Apparently so. So if you can show up with $100,000 and you have a PhD, I think you're more a, likely than if you've only got $10,000 and you're stupid. New Zealand may follow the American model, which is that you are doing a job that they've advertised for New Zealanders and that no other New Zealander can do. Okay. I think that But here you can get in with that. I got in with that, for example. That's how I got in by saying I'm a person of exceptional talent and ability. Which is true. Which is ridiculous. Oh, you no. make okay. oh sorry. Okay. I, went for, I went for the cheap compliment Thanks. and got, and got, and got, and got it No, you have back. to just get three people to write a letter that say that you're, you're like some... Things may have... Post... I'm sure yeah. it's more difficult now to come here yeah. <laughs> than it was when I came here, which is way before anything to do with 9-11. I mean, I'm going through the process right now and um, I'm waiting on the you know, various documentation. But you're a professor at a university, so that's got to count for something. It helped, yeah, for sure. Definitely right. to have a... The guy on the radio, it's pretty more difficult to... Convince. But that's an exceptional talent. I mean, it's exceptional <laughs> ability. Exceptional ability. So, but, okay, so, but what the real deal is, f- to answer the question, yeah. is there a way to get out of here and to immigrate to New Zealand? I mean, apparently there's a one-year work visa that Americans can get pretty easily, and then I guess ah, you could okay. parlay that into something. So there's a, that's the way to start out. To get you got to be under 30, right? For that one, I... I, Do you? I oh, for Australia, it's got to be under 30 for the one-year visa. Well, Australia, we don't care about that. Okay. Yeah. Choose, oh, I mean, choose, choose nobody wants to move to Australia. Choose the better country, I my think friend. I just, yeah. no sensitive if you're going to move, you might as well move to New Zealand. Not, yeah. Nobody's going to move to Australia. No. If you're listening to this and you're thinking of that, don't do that. Arizona with beaches. Arizona with beaches. That's okay, so you get for the one-year work. Yeah, actually, I just, when, I, when I said that, it wasn't such an insult. That it was a real, nice. kind of like a good, it, was, it was a great compliment, yeah. actually. Okay, let's, we have to get out of here and make way for paying customers in a minute. But what about, uh, what about pheasants playing us another song? Yeah. I yeah. see now Adrian has the banjo out. Yeah, she's ready. She's Robert there. has his guitar and Wayne's got the what are we fiddle at the ready. Can I request uh, the oh. song that y'all just, you just released this video, this beautiful music video. Yeah, Love Party. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like. I don't think we we've ever played that. requests it's on so the show dreamy. in the, all the years we've been doing it. Let's, I mean, you, you don't have it? to, you can say no. no we can do it. But we can do it. <laughs> wow. Good on you, Tomahawk. Nice guy. Right. And thank you, actually. And you have a show on Friday? Yeah. One Edge X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you listen to this before cool. Friday, June the 3rd, go down there. If you listen to the show after Friday, June the 3rd, 2016, you just have to go get the record called Pheasants, felt the same as the bird, mm-hmm. on go Spotify or YouTube or anywhere. Cool. Our website's pheasantsband.com. Yeah. Okay. You could travel back in time, go to the show, and then come back. That's cool. Go back to the party. Maybe yeah. The go back to the party. That's <laughs> where I want to go. <laughs> Hmm. 
I don't mind Sun cast its shadows on a faceless mind Who's spilling cups Careening boat when you can't stand up A jealous hag What's a face with thousand dirty rags This was all she had to say This was all that matters to her now Eleven, if I go to your party Would you still be there? Even if the stars are adore you I won't care, I won't On your empty room Who's feeling bad Wash your face Change your boots And start walking Now you're just a cat With your silver spurs Change comes like that This was all she had to say This was all that matters to her now Loving if I go to your party, would you still be there? Even if the stars all adore you, I won't care, I won't Nice job. 
<laughs> you guys are onto something, don't you think? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Don't you think, Tom? Well, this is just so. you just have a feeling that there's something so about this. Wonderful. Something about what this music. What is the feeling? Can you describe no, that? No, I was trying to put my finger on it while they were playing. Actually, what is it? It's like uh, I feel like it's like that. There's a word to describe it, but when you go to an old bookstore and you're like thumbing through these old books. And you feel all the souls that have kind of like mm. loved these books before. And you get this like warm, there's actually a name for it. I, I'll pull it up. You get this warm glow in your soul. And I feel like that's kind of what you guys mm. do. Yeah. That's a Give me a warm glow in my soul. Wow. Yeah, nice, well put. Christopher, how would you describe it? You're I think that, that encapsulated it a little. I think yeah. it's, very, it's very warm. And also, uh, the dynamic between the three. Yeah. To see it in person, that's why you should go to One Eye Jacks on Friday. Very well put. I think there's some sort of a level of, um, like you were talking, almost an antiquity, a sort of a confidence mm. about it that it doesn't sound like something... But like this really sweet, like, um, innocent reminiscence. <laughs> and it's also, yeah. it's like affectionate. It's like, it just makes you want to go, like, caress someone. <laughs> like, oh, wow. I don't know. But it sounds yeah. like it sort of has an, I don't know how to put it, but it sounds like it has an eternal kind mm-hmm. of a I feel like yeah. it's always been around mm. and it's not like anything you can say oh that sounds like you know XYZ and writing without cliches yeah but I feel like also well, in my well, mind like that that party that party yeah it has this Stacey weird Hoover <laughs> Hoover alright I love okay. that way you right. say that right. Hoover right. she's nothing <laughs> but a Hoover it's got this like legendary weirdly like fantasy reminiscent mm. dreamy quality to it which is like, I'm like, well, of course, that's how it, what they would put in their music video, of course. It's beautiful, really beautiful. Makes Before sense. we go, we yes. have to get out of here. Just tell us, what is the word tattooed on your wrist, Tom Hawk? Uh, mercy and grace. Mercy and grace on each wrist. Uh. Wow, cool. Uh, grace and mercy from my angle, actually. Mm. Oh, I, can do I look at it like this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, that is happy hour for another week, everybody. We've got to get the hell out of here. Thank you so much for yeah, joining man. us. It's fun. It's been great. The it's pheasants fun. have been here. Yeah. I'm going to tell you their Yay. exact names. Adrian Edson, correct? Wayne Shah and Robert Allen. From yeah, that's good. Pheasants. You did it. From pheasants, not yeah. even the pheasants. Just, just pheasants. Just pheasants. Yeah. Dr. Christopher Garland has been here as well from New Zealand, Florida, Haiti, and Mississippi. Thank you for having me. And uh, the wonderful. Garden District as well. Try. And Tomahawk Tassels. And you can find links to all these people on our website. It's neworleans.com. We have links to everybody. You can find out what they do and where they are by going to itsneworleans.com, find Happy Hour, and check them out. Thank you so much for joining us. Graham DuPonte produced our show today, and Chris Kehoe is our associate producer, and technical director Christian Unruh is our music director who found pheasants. Thank you very much, Christian, for that discovery. Mitch Foreman is the person who wrote our theme song and is currently playing it. If you'd like to be on our show, and you can sit around the table here for about an hour without falling off your chair, drop us a line. Our address is on our website, itsneworleans.com where you can check out many other hours of Happy Hour, as well as some other shows we make here at INO Broadcasting. Out to lunch with Peter Rusciutti, live from Commander's Palace, true to the game, with the very funny Chris True, Midnight Menu, Plus One, with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canata, Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tooker, Milo's Music Parlor with Kim Vu, and the podcast about death, called Death the Podcast. With psychologist Dr. Arian Alfan, you can also find other great Louisiana podcasts at itsacadiana.com and itsbatonrouge.la. You can keep up with us on Facebook and on Twitter and a bunch of other time-sucking social media as well. On all of it, we call it It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Facebook page. Those photos were taken today by Alison Moon. If you listen to this on iTunes or Stitcher or some other podcast app that you prefer, 
Thank you for subscribing to our show. Take a moment if you can to stop everything and rate and review us. That helps other people find us. Our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Ferret Street where they put fine dining onto a plate and fine booze into a glass. You can come here and have happy hour every day from 3 to 6. Or join us back here next week. Happy hour is a production of Iron Broadcasting for itsneworlds.com for Andrew Duhon, who's on the road and back here next week. And Graham DuPonte and everyone sitting around the table here at Wayfair and back at our office at Iron Broadcasting. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Grant Morris. I'll see you back here next week on Happy Hour.